Hey everyone, welcome back to Trust Issues. This is Heidi. I'm here with Sydney. Hey Sydney. Hey Heidi. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, we took a trip together to Mount St. Helens. We did. Um, there was something that we saw. Uh, I was just trying to decide whether to go back down the rabbit hole of whether we're dating each other for listeners who don't remember uh, your disclaimer like 20 episodes ago. But People can think what they want to think. We do that for people. Uh, we saw a lot of something while we were on that trip driving around uh, in southwestern Washington. Um, do you remember what we saw? Like Treat. on the sides of buildings and on signs. On the sides of buildings and signs? Maybe like a, an outline of a creature. Bigfoot! Yeah. Um, we saw a lot of like businesses named after Bigfoot or Sasquatch yeah. and like little like kitschy jokey signs yeah. about it. And I didn't know that's where Bigfoot or Sasquatch resided. Well, there are... Uh, Many big feet and Sasquatch. <laughs> is this. that the plural of Bigfoot? <laughs> I don't know. Big I hadn't foots? thought about it until big this feet. moment. <laughs> Bigfoot? I don't. I don't know. Um, What's AP style for this? Yeah, I should have looked it up. Yet again, I failed. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we saw a lot of that, and I was wondering if this is like something that you grew up with the Bigfoot myth in Pennsylvania, or this is just something that you've experienced since moving out here. Yeah, I didn't realize Bigfoot was a thing that people believed in or participated in until I moved out here. I, and do you yeah. remember like first realizing that people in the Pacific Northwest like think it's a thing? Yeah, I think. I realized that when one of our mutual friends spent a weekend with Bigfoot hunters and I was like, oh, my God, I, I thought it was just, you know, the same way that people think of the boogeyman or <laughs> I don't know, Smokey the well, Smokey the Bear is like a real fictional character that warns you not to start fi wildfires. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I just thought that's what Bigfoot was. I didn't think that people were still into it. Yeah. Uh, well, they definitely are as I think you've learned now. Um, and it seems to be this particularly like Western or Northwestern thing. Um, so you might know about this video that people talk about a lot, the Patterson-Gimlin film. I've heard it referenced before, but I don't really know what it is. Yeah, so um, it was made by these two guys from Washington State. Uh, it was the 1960s. Uh, one guy, Roger Patterson, was like a Bigfoot believer, and uh, this other guy, not so much, but uh, Roger Patterson kept asking him to like come out with him and look for uh, Sasquatch, and so eventually they went out together. They rode on horseback in Northern California, um, and Patterson had a camera, um, and so at a certain point, finally, they see a Sasquatch less than 100 feet away from them, and Patterson like fumbles to get the video going. Um, and you see this like tall sort of ape-like looking creature walking upright um, and it sort of looks over its shoulder in their direction and then disappears off into the woods. Um, and this is like the video because like it's the only one. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, like maybe there's another one. I don't know. But this is like the one that people, it's very famous. Um, 
And that is partially because it's never been fully debunked. Um, <laughs> Wait, how could it not be debunked? Because, like, for example, in the early 2000s, a costume maker came forward and said, like, I sold the guy a suit and another guy was like, yeah, and I was in it. Uh, but they didn't have any proof, like a receipt of sale or anything else. So Patterson, one of the guys, has died, but Gimlin is still alive. Um, and so he's the one who gets, like, interviewed about this. And he's like, you know, I didn't, I wasn't a believer, but I saw what I saw. And, you know, we didn't stage it or whatever. So it's just one of those things, like, how do you disprove it? Yeah. Right? Um, and, you know, I'm sure there's much more that's been done to, like, dissect that video. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Um but anyway, so like that happened uh, because of two guys from Washington State. And there's also been um, a long history of stories about Sasquatch. There are Native American tribes with similar stories. Um, there are stories from newspapers in the early 1900s about sightings, including near Mount St. Helens, where <gasps> we were. Um, and in Washington, uh, you can take tours where you look for Sasquatch. Um there is the Washington Sasquatch research team what? who are guys who go out looking for Bigfoot. There's another group of res researchers called uh, the Olympic Project. Um, there's a guy named Dr. Jeff Meldrum, who is an anatomy and anthropology professor at Idaho State University. Um, and part of his work is looking at the evolution of modern human bipedalism. Uh, so like how and why we walk uh, on two feet. And as part of that, he researches Sasquatch footprints uh, or footprints that have been found uh, that are believed to be from Sasquatch. Um, there is also a map you can see online. Um, one of the projects I mentioned earlier, they collect uh, reports of sightings from people. And so um, uh someone in academia, I think a doctoral student or um, a graduate student, mapped the sightings that they had received. And um, they also compared those to population. So like, oh, oh, let's see if it's just more sightings in places that are more populated. And in fact, found no, like you can see on the map that the Northwest, even taking into account population, has like a higher rate of sightings of Bigfoot. So question or point of clarification is bigfoot supposed to be one creature or is it like a species i think most people agree it's a species i okay. may be out of my depth maybe there are people who think there's just one like the loch ness monster or whatever but most of the contacts i see are like we think this is a species that exists okay uh Listeners, if you are very big into Sasquatch and I'm wrong, let us know. I'd love to hear from you in the DMs. Uh, so anyway, so um, this is, you know, something like I've heard about plenty uh, living here. But while we were on that trip and we kept seeing like um, mentions of Sasquatch, I was also remembering um, something that someone had sent me about a very different type of Sasquatch investigator I'm not really sure the term to use here uh researcher seems a little too generous so I'm gonna go with investigator um and the, what I was thinking of was the website uh of a guy named Kiwoni Lapsaritis who describes himself as a quote holistic health consultant master herbalist Master Dowser with background in anthropology, psychology, conservation, and holistic health. 
Hmm. says he taught anthropology for one year at North Adams State College and later taught dowsing and psychic development at the Wisconsin Society for Psychic Research in Milwaukee. Those are some credentials right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow things got even weirder for him <laughs> in the 1970s. He says that in 1979, he was on a farm in Wisconsin when he was contacted telepathically by both a Sasquatch and an extraterrestrial. At the same time? Uh Uh-huh. Or were they like the same person? No. uh, Separate beings. Okay. Same day. Wow. Um, And he also um, became psychic overnight that day. So now he runs a website called sasquatchpeople.com. The title uh, on the homepage, The Sasquatch People and Their Interdimensional Connection. He has written a book called The Psychic Sasquatch and Their UFO Connection. What is the UFO connection? We'll get there. Sorry. It's okay. One more thing. He and his wife host the Psychic Sasquatch Spiritual Retreat and Conference Right here in Washington State. We have to go. Yes. We have to go to this. It also, is... sorry, I'm glad that he has a wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she also um, has had some of these experiences. So they, you know. This is actually like a beautiful love story. <laughs> if if they can find each other. Oh, then we can all find someone who yeah, we is can find just love. as weird as us. Yeah, who shares our unique interests. That's very sweet, actually. Wow. Yeah. You're, mu- you're very positive lately. That's going to be annoying. (laughs) No, it's nice. It's just new. Um, (laughs) So the conference uh, is happening this year, August 31 to September 2. We have to go. Mm -hmm. Do you want to see the the flyer? Yes, the conference. Please. Oh, hell yes, we are going. I feel like... Oh, wait, wait. So it says that there are workshops, presentations, ceremonies, raffles, vendors... Crystal skulls, spiritual items, singing and dancing, hiking trails, meditations, drum circles, camping, dorm bunkers, indoor restrooms, showers, hot meals, and music. This sounds awesome. Yeah, I thought that you might think so. No, like, I'm legitimately into this. I mean, well, I don't know about the communing with Sasquatch part, but everything else sounds extremely pleasant. Okay. Okay, Um, so to get a sense of what this might be like uh, if and when we go to it this summer. Does it cost money? uh, Oh, yeah, a weekend pass is $150. That includes camping, but yeah. Uh, So instead, we could watch a video on YouTube from last year's conference in which uh, this guy gives a speech, uh, an hour and a half long speech to maybe like 20, 25 people. (laughs) In the room, um, who have come uh, to this conference. And you can quickly get a sense that he does not agree with some of the more mainstream Sasquatch hunters and researchers who we've discussed. Um, He says that he wants to, quote, stop this monster hunting, this kind of nonsense by mainstream researchers that have never advanced one iota in the last 60 years. He says in anthropology, quote, they need a body. That's not going to happen. So this is referring to the idea that you can't prove a new species exists just by seeing it or capturing like a photo or video. You need a specimen so that we can look at it and prove that it exists. Mm -hmm. Um, And he is not into that idea at all. 
And so uh, I have watched um, several interviews with him and speeches and read some of his things. And here is what I can gather. He um, claims that he was contacted by Sasquatch and extraterrestrials, uh, that he has been contacted by various Sasquatches and extraterrestrials over a thousand times since 1979. Sorry. Uh, He also claims he has documentation from 408 other people who have also had contact with psychic Sasquatches, not just regular Sasquatch, but ones that can communicate with you telepathically. Not all all Sasquatches are telepathic. Well, he thinks so, but... um, these contacts are not just like you saw it in the woods. Right. It's like you got you, you communicated. You with saw it. them in your mind. <laughs> yeah. It, he says, uh, quote, I must can be a metaphor for the mind <laughs> in literature. Yeah. OK, I'm done. <laughs> um, he says, I'm a social scientist. I look for patterns. And the pattern is there's a psychic Sasquatch with a UFO connection. OK. So you asked earlier about the UFO connection. I want to get there. But first, like, I just want to know what you would say to a Sasquatch. Like, if if you were greeted by a Sasquatch (laughs) and you're communicating in your mind, like, you don't have to talk. It can read your thoughts. um, And then you hear it in your mind. Like, would you have a question or? Yeah, I mean, I guess I would want to know whether they feel about us the way we feel about them. Like, do they have kitschy human things? (laughs) That's a good question. Or they seem, I mean, it seems like it would be hard to avoid humans. Right. So they're they're probably very well aware of us. But they're doing a really good job if we can't prove that they exist, right? I guess I'd want to know, like, on what level of intelligence we're operating on. Yeah. Like, is it like talking to an ape do it do i need to make noises and could i use do i use sign well i guess you use your mind i guess i'd want to know what they eat what they do for fun main favorite sexual position grooming with all that hair okay actually i could i can personally (laughs) use some tips so you would ask the sasquatch like what do i do about my arm hair or like they probably don't do anything. So what how if they, did they said come? accept yourself? Maybe I could yourself. learn some body positivity from them. Okay, cool. This is sounding good. We could um, braid each other's arm hair. Okay, weird. Now it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Lapsoritis has plenty of things that he has learned, uh, and he would like to tell you about them. First, you asked about like the level of intelligence. Um, he claims that they are an evolved people living inside an animal-like body in order to survive in raw nature. Same. <laughs> Go on. Same. <laughs> All caps, same. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, like you, they are an evolved human uh, person living in an animal-like body. Uh so he's really adamant on this point that they're people, not animals. Um, and he describes them uh, repeatedly as anti-capitalist um, and very worried about the environment and interested in like kindness and um, what's in your heart, he says. Uh, but to get back to the UFO question, um, 
He explains a sort of relationship between the Sasquatches and the aliens. And this is how he describes it. I'm just going to read this quote because I don't know what it means. (laughs) Um, There are many different beings living in our forests, not just Sasquatch, many different ones. They've been here for millions of years, but they use portals to go in and out. And the ETs use the portals, too. So when the ETs need help doing mining work for different minerals on our planet, they ask the Sasquatch to help because they're so super powerful and they can move gigantic rocks and stuff to help them. But if the Sasquatches are environmentalists, it seems like they would have problems with those mining operations. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. Does Um, he address this? He doesn't address that particular, like, what the fuck but he says a little bit more about the Sasquatches. He doesn't seem to have as much um, interest in or knowledge about the ETs and why they're also communicating with him, but he has really formed a connection with the Sasquatches. Cool. So first, um, on that day when uh, they first begin communicating with him, he says they are just introducing themselves and also introducing the fact that uh, he can now communicate in this way. Um, and that he has become a psychic. Uh, He says they are people that don't waste words. They're very direct. He says that they seek out humans who are nonviolent and compassionate um, and, like, super intelligent. Convenient. Um, (laughs) And he describes Sasquatches telling him to, quote, get out of his head and into his heart uh to be more in touch with his feelings he claims that this is why 75% of people who've been contacted are women which f- feels like a little sexist. bit of a stereotype yeah. yeah but that's his position uh he says they want people to have unconditional love and trust in their hearts and here's where we get into the why um he says that they feel an affinity for us and they want to watch over us but they claim that this is their planet They were brought here millions of years ago by the extraterrestrials, which he also calls the star people. Um, But we have destroyed the planet, their planet, and so they are disgusted with us. But still, they have respect and affinity for us, so they don't want to harm us, but they want to, like, watch over us and try to inspire us to be better to the planet. They are frustrated that money and materialism has come first in our society Um, and he says they are, quote, the ultimate environmentalists. Also, interestingly, uh, whenever he has gotten seriously sick, they want to help him and, uh, have made suggestions about types of herbs that he can use to heal himself, including he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Sasquatch told him what herbs to take and, uh, it was dissolving the tumor, but too slowly, So then the Sasquatches went to the extraterrestrials and um, they dissolved the tumor just uh, right away for him. Wow. So, yeah, it seems nice. Seems like a good friendship to have. Once they told him to um, avoid leaving his house for this shopping trip for 15 minutes um, and he believes he avoided a car accident because of that. Wow. And he has suggested to them that they come out to uh, the rest of us. But there's a council of elder Sasquatches, and they are worried that it would be too dangerous. So we are stuck here with just him communicating with them, well, and these 400 other people, and we are to trust what he has heard from them. 
if these Sasquatches are telling us to have unconditional trust, why don't they come out and unconditionally trust us? Good question. You gotta give some to get some. Yeah. That's how relationships work. Yeah. Sasquatches, are you listening? They should have like a a love advice radio show. (laughs) There's a Sasquatch. (laughs) Is that what you think they would sound like? No. Okay. I don't I don't know. I but think maybe maybe grunt. Then. Yeah. Well, but they're super smart, remember? Yeah, the grunts are probably part of a sophisticated language that I can't understand. Okay. That's I can't argue with that. Um so a couple more things. Uh he reiterates being really concerned that other researchers are looking for something that's more like a monster or an animal and wanting to like protect us from the Sasquatch or maybe wanting to hurt the Sasquatch. Um, And he's really like, these are people and we can't hurt them. And uh, also, you know, reiterates that um, they are really concerned that the planet is dying and we're in too many wars and we're disrespecting the environment. And so um, if he can bring this message to enough people, maybe we will start to change and start respecting the environment. So I've wondered before, like, why this Bigfoot thing persists so much. And I don't really have, like, a good idea. I mean, it it feels like something we've talked about before on the show, which is just, like, human beings seem to really want there to be something we haven't figured out. Like, this came up in the Flat Earth episode. Mm -hmm. Like, we just would really prefer there are still mysteries, so we kind of invent them. (laughs) I think it's also just a really pleasant idea, like that there are these kind environmentalist, very hairy people living in the forest who are watching over us. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was a kid, I really, really believed in fairies, like for real. Um, And I think it's kind of like, did you feel like they were protecting you? I feel like I, I felt like I was in with them. Yeah. Like they knew that. I believed in them, so they were, like, good to me, you know? And I don't know the ways in which they were good to me, but, like, I don't know if I saw particularly, like, if I saw those little dust motes in the sunlight, you know, that was, like, a sign from the fairies being, like, we created some beauty for you, you know? That's, like, I can imagine that making you feel much less alone, right? Yeah, and I spent a lot of time alone. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I wish I had believed in fairies. Yeah. Yeah, they made me feel less alone. Maybe, yeah. And maybe the Bigfoot makes us feel less alone, especially if we're witnessing wars and environmental destruction and stuff. Right. Yeah. The like benevolent environmentalist thing certainly adds a different dimension to like spooky creature that we like go out and hear in the nighttime. Right. It's a totally different kind of reason for wanting to wanting Bigfoot to be real, it seems. And for secular people, too, like I think sometimes I don't know have you ever seen like a gothic cathedral with the arches that stretch all the way up and when you're in there you feel really small and you feel you're like you're part you're inside something absolutely beautiful that kind of stokes the imagination and it invites all this wonder and awe I don't know I think some people who aren't religious find that in nature and this is just kind of an extension of that feeling like there's there are these mysteries out there but there's also a force kind of like looking over us and guiding us in the right direction yeah, and um, one other thing that 
one theory I've seen, um, a guy from the Finding Bigfoot TV show uh, told a newspaper reporter in a story last year um, that if we could prove that Sasquatch was real, then um, we would see that characteristics that we thought only existed in humans, like walking, standing up, uh, exist in other beings. And then maybe we would be more empathetic to how our um, behavior affects them. Like we need to see an animal that looks like us in order to care that like we're ruining the planet or something. I don't really <laughs> I don't buy that. Buy that. Um, and I'll tell you why. Uh, it's a bit of a detour, but I was also like wondering how many people actually believe that this is real, right? That Sasquatch exists mm-hmm. um, versus just like think it's like a good marketing for their coffee shop or whatever <laughs> we saw when we were on that trip. Um, and so there have been a few surveys, uh, they're online surveys, but this is what we have, um, that have found that somewhere between 16 and 30 percent of people in the United States in a survey believe that Sasquatch is real or probably real. That's not a small percentage. No. Um, but the survey that found it was 16% uh, was done by a university and it also asked about other paranormal beliefs. And actually Sasquatch was at the bottom of the list. Wow. So, <laughs> um, <terrifying>. yeah, <laughs> at the top was that ancient advanced civilizations like Atlantis once existed. 55% of people said they believe that that is true. Uh, Places can be haunted by spirits, 52%. Aliens have visited Earth in the ancient past, 35%. Aliens have visited Earth in modern times, 26%. Some people can move objects with their minds, 25% of people said they believe that. Uh, Fortune tellers and psychics can foresee the future, 19%. And then Bigfoot at 16%. Uh, a Gallup poll didn't ask about Bigfoot, but asked about other stuff and found that almost three fourths of Americans believe in at least one paranormal thing like houses being haunted uh, or witches or reincarnation. Uh, and um, the university that did the survey that found Bigfoot at 16 percent also asks people each year what they're most afraid of mm-hmm. and creates a list of fears Um, ranked by how many people said them. And the most recent one in 2017 found at the top corrupt government officials, (laughs) 74.5%. Also in the top 10, we're not having enough money for the future and high medical bills. Wow. Yeah, at number 17 was people I love dying. Uh, Number 27, the collapse of the electrical grid. Heights, number 34. Sharks, <laughs> 41. <laughs> what, what are you most afraid of? Um, I mean, yeah, like all the variations of being alone, right? People you love dying. Another one was like people I love getting sick. But also money. I'm very afraid of money. But uh, what are you most afraid of? Cars. Cars? Yeah. Like being hit by a car? Being in a car, driving, oh. or getting hit by a car. That's actually backed up by data, though, right? That's like a thing we all should be afraid of. Yeah. So those are some of the things near the top of the list. Um, But also in the top 10, uh, pollution of oceans, rivers, and lakes was third. 55% of people said that. Climate change was eighth. 48% of people. So This gives me hope. The point of this, though, 
is people already claim to be really afraid of this stuff or worried about this stuff, even though most people don't think Sasquatch is real. And we are not doing shit about it. So, like, I don't think that proving Sasquatch is real is suddenly going to be like the linchpin toward making this 55% of people scared of pollution suddenly fucking do something about it. Yeah, I don't think any amount of, like, caring about charismatic animals is going to change our behavior. The market has to... Either the market changes or the regulations change. And the market's not going to change if it's making money. Yeah. That's that's economics by Sydney Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome for this lesson yep. once again. Um, yeah. And so it was like I was going back and forth between like your reaction, which was like, this is kind of endearing and like yeah. nice. And like, I don't really care that these people go to this conference and like no, want to talk fun. about the psychic Sasquatch. That's cool. And then I was like, but don't make it into an environmental lesson. Like, go to a fucking protest or something if you actually, like, you know, go advocate for policy change if you care about the fact that we're destroying the planet. Do the Bigfoot stuff because, like, it's fun. Yeah, and they have hot meals and indoor bathrooms on this trip, which (laughs) that seems like glamping. It seems, like, pretty pretty nice to me. It's all it takes to impress Sydney Brownstone. Yeah, what's the carbon footprint of that? I want to (laughs) know. Zing. Got him. <laughs> That's all I have. Oh, yeah. If you want to send us to the Psychic Sasquatch Conference, where we will have to sit for more than one hour at a time listening to people discuss their interactions with the Psychic Sasquatch, please don't. You can Venmo us. <laughs> We're both on the app with our full names, Heidi Groover, Sydney Brownstone. $150 each for the full weekend. Thank you for listening to Trust Issues. You can find us online at wehavetrustissues.com. Send us an email at trustissuespod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at trustissuespod, where you can also get right into our DMs with a story idea. See you next week. <laughs>